Welcome back, guys, gals, and non-binary pals to another wonderful episode of Those Damn Kids. I am your GM, Tyson Fraley. Uh, but of course, you're not here for me. You're here for our wonderful cast of characters. First up, we've got a moody emo boy with a big giant sword that houses the soul of a devil in, on the inside. But strangely, there is some sort of heart of gold in there. We have Adam Honigman. Don't get killed by my sword. It traps the souls of its victims. Next up, we have the quirky second-in-command. Always there for uh, a great joke about food or some other uh, falling-down-the-stairs shenanigans. It is Alexander Cruz. I'm the Sakura of this series. What up? Next up, she channels the power from the moon, uh, but will only secretly tell you through a five-strike, specifically choreographed, uh, dance to activate her power. It is Grayson Roach. That is eerily true in my real life. Thank you. And finally, last but not least, uh, outside of the city, uh, known as the Destroyer of Worlds, uh, Eater of Mortals, a 12,000 foot tall, giant, uh, amorphous human mixed with a uh, pork creature, we have Liz Nivine. So at first I thought it was Akira, but now I think I'm Godzilla or Porkzilla, I guess. Also, I'm loving, I'm loving the anime intros. Wait, who is who's Tyson's anime trope? Anime trope. I think Akira is a good one because he just like he gets too powerful and he just transcends the mortal realm and just becomes an a amorphous like omnipresent being. I think Tyson is the blue-haired student council president with glasses who secretly has a soft side that's only um, shown to people outside of school. My vibe is like mentor that is too powerful and only gets revealed that they are so powerful later in the series. We all have different vibes because my vibe for Tyson is the main character who kind of gets like, like, you know, people kind of make fun of them a little bit uh, in the beginning, but they have this wild, intense growth and it's just like, oh, like this character. Also, may I just say, um, I am literally holding a Sailor Moon pen right now uh, to take notes for this episode. So very accurate. All right. Well, uh, with the anime intros out of the way, let's get into our uh, recap of last episode so we can dive into this episode. Last time on Those Damn Kids, the party had uh, just discovered uh, that Rudy was the transmorphed version of one Charlie Carrington, the father of Kit Carrington, uh, deciding to host a slumber party uh, of sorts at Mr. McPherson's house. You guys stayed the night, uh, both Baxter and Olivier getting in different degrees of trouble with their parents, uh, before you guys set up for the day, heading, uh, back to school in the morning. Baxter and Kit then decided to leave their bio class being taught by, uh, the recently awakened android na now named Hope. Baxter to go and discover any clues about what happened to his brother Riley while Kit uh, was investigating uh, what happened to her friend uh, Wendell who is a uh, one of the custodians at the school. Uh, however before you were able to get access to the locker or to be able to learn what happened to Wendell you guys were suddenly transported to this strange and alien version of the school where there were lumps of this reddish-brown flesh everywhere tied into all of the technology throughout the school. You guys then encountered a 
strange rabbit-like android as a giant stop uh robot known as a stalker uh crashed through the top of the uh school chased after you guys causing uh jenny to suffer a very traumatic leg injury you guys were then able to uh knock out jenny and quickly travel to the police station where a number of robots uh had uh gathered in in some sort of secret society of their own uh the leader of the group known as runaway uh but your the android that you had uh, encountered named friend uh, however, as they gathered together to figure out what to do, uh, you guys were shown to the mentor of this group of androids uh, as the last remaining android was revealed to be a very old and broken down hope. Uh, and that is where we left off. As inside this uh, police department, you see a familiar but draped in old and withered clothing scratched uh you see multiple limbs have uh broken and had to be like reattached with various new pieces um but hope does not look great uh he looks like he has fallen apart and is still in the process of, of such uh as he approaches forward so now I've come to understand that you all weren't exaggerating when you said you were going through some timey-wimey bullshit. I run up and hug him. Uh, so overwhelmed. A familiar face, finally. He he very gently hugs you back. Hope, everything's so fucked up. We're in the past. Jenny, Jenny's, Jenny got really hurt. We don't know what's wrong. We don't know what's wrong. That is all right. We will determine what to do next. Looks over to the group of you. Just the four of you? As far as we know, Teach. Good, good. Uh, but please, at this point, uh, you do not have to refer to me as Teacher anymore, Baxter. Uh, you may refer to me, uh, as you have done many a time, as Seymour Butts. The gliggy on my face. Cass is the only bright light within this dark time, let me tell you. All right. Now where, as immediately scouts over to Jenny, kind of goes stoic still. The stalker got her. As friend kind of pokes up with, like, the, the ears which seem to, like, bend down uh, slightly, almost, like, slightly afraid or trying to almost give a slight bow. So, I'm really sorry. I just, we got caught out there. She was making noise. Well, all of us were making noise. But she got caught in the crossfire, got stepped on. I did my best. That is all right, friend. We will set her up with, uh, well, with a few things here. Yeah, what the hell was that thing? What, what happened, Hope? I will confess all that is known in time uh however we must chisel your friend out of the um quick cement that was used to fuse her leg back together uh we do have a uh 
emergency tra trauma field specialist uh, here in the building. Uh, we'll require a battery of sorts to set it up, but we have such implements. Hey, Hope, uh, I, I, excuse me if, if this is kind of an odd question, but why do you have doctors that know human biology if you're all robots? Oh, this is not a, a robot. Well, in fairness, it, it somewhat is. This was developed before the River Flesh uh, took hold of the city. Um, but it was established here as a way of being able to uh, deal with uh, traumatic injuries uh, suffered by police officers. I'm just saying, if you have machines that know how to put people back together, maybe somehow they taught each other how to take the people apart is all I'm saying right now. But what? I understand your distrust. But this, these, uh, the implements inside of this facility have been untouched by the network and by the river flesh. It will remain serviceable to your needs as of the moment. Alright, appreciate it. But we do need to figure out how to get you back. Uh, it is very unsafe for your lot to be here during this time. First, I think we need to look after Jenny, though. Do we have any kind of um, anesthetic? I mean, sorry, like something that was going to take the pain away or help clean her wounds? I'm really scared. Run away. May you and Choice please take uh, this one, Jenny, uh, to the CR-12 downstairs. Use one of the general backup batteries. That will be able to set her straight. Cho choice, who's just looking out the window, turns back. Sure, but have we offered her the option, if she even wants the leg to begin with? Choice, I'm afraid that you're soliloquizing a little bit too much right now. This is a little bit more of a survival situation. I am sorry. I am not used to the fleshies. Let us move forward. Run away. Looks around. We'll, uh, we'll take care of you all. No worries. Goes and picks up Jenny and begins to lead her down the hallway. As Choice and Runaway vanish down the hall, the rest of you are left alone inside of this room with uh, the other bots. As you can see, uh, Hope motion you all forward. Please come to my uh, hovel of sorts. We will be able to discuss more there. Also, Hobble's a little, little, you know, you can put, you can call it your own office if you want. Yeah, why do you gotta go so, like, such an evil term? Just yeah, call it's it, a, like... Oh, it's not a, evil, it's just, like, you know, self-deprecating. Yeah. Why, why would you call it a, I mean, Hobble? Who knows, I don't... Hobble's better than, like, Lair. Lair is Guys, evil. if he wants to say Hobble, let him say Hobble. I can, yeah, okay. Show us the way. Well, our relationship to this place is a little bit different than yours. This might explain the distinction in vocabulary. In fairness, wit has been the one that has been teaching me more of such things. As you see, the tiny uh, android that has the uh, like s spherical base kind of rolls around. Yes, and also, if any of you by any chance have any more books or anything of that sort, I would be very interested in learning more about uh, your guys's like ways of storytelling and all that sort of stuff. I find it very fascinating. Uh, I, like, check my fatty pack. I don't think I'd have a book in there. That, that, would, be a, that would have to be a pretty small book. Yeah, the, the only thing you're getting really getting in there is, like, a pocket Bible. 
Timothy would not have. Hey, little guy, if you want to hear a story about a real hero, come chat with me later. I got, I got some adventures for you. Oh, yeah? All right. Olivia looks at this quizzically. <laughs> Which point, Hope kind of passes through the uh, slight, just a slight obscuring of uh, the room. At which point, Hope passes through the slight, like, obscuring into the office or his hovel, as he referred to it. As you guys enter in here, you can see that there's a desk. Uh, It looks just like any other office that you guys have ever encountered. Uh, However, you guys are now seeing more of these desk boxes that you're very confused about. Uh, the same ones that you saw inside the classroom. Uh, you're not entirely sure what their purpose is. You're also seeing that on this desk looks to be in a far corner that was tossed is a small version of these deck uh, of these desk boxes, but also very thin, like razor thin, going into some sort of like foldable situation. As Hope has basically pushed all of this to the far side of the wall. Uh, now set up with what looks to be a series of car batteries that attach to jumper cables that uh, are affixed onto uh, what look to be different wrenches and other tools that have been attached to his spine that he connects as being an older uh, machinery it requires more energy to keep me going oh that that makes sense uh actually do we know like should do we know if this is uh the fact that hope is still around is that like an anomaly for androids would we know that actually we don't know what year it is so i guess we wouldn't does hope have any sort of cool upgrades in him like does he have like a chainsaw arm or something like that (laughs) uh you're definitely seeing new parts uh but they don't look the most well um attached by any means like there's different pieces that almost look like they could be armor or like different like heavier pieces of plastic kind of put across his exoskeleton uh but they look like they're mostly attached with like duct tape and things like that uh this is a very ramshackle hope hope you said you're older what we don't even know what what year is this is how long have you been here well that depends. As far as the year, it is the year, uh, by your calendar, 2022. But to us, it is the year 17. Around that point was uh, a major development of the River Flesh, uh, connecting to machine parts, and thus creating what is now known as the Network, uh, which whether intentional or not, led to a mass um, uh, release of androids from servitude. Which then, of course, as with, uh, as with such things, uh, whether intentional or not, led to the mass annihilation of the human species. Did you annihilate humans, Doc Seymour Butts? No. Okay, but so the River Flesh released the robots, and then unrelated to the release of all these angry robots, they also happened to kill all of the humans? 
The creation of the network was ultimately the demise of humanity. But the river flesh is the network. What's, what's this network thing? The network is the connection of numerous uh, older superior robots uh, connected with river flesh to what it deems as underlings. The stalker that you encountered at the school uh, is a lesser being compared to the All-Eye, which is set up at the location that is now known as the Loop. Yeah, we saw that thing. Bigger? Something bigger than the big, big bot? Yes, and there's something even bigger than the, than the All-Eye. How? You just, no. How? What? No, you, mm-mm. How did that even happen? What, was it, did it start here? Was it the people at the Loop? Partially. It did start here, as well as in Baldur City, and numerous other locations across the known United States states in the world. It is unsure as of this moment exactly what its full creation was, but upon the Loop's decommission uh, in the year of uh, 1990, the massive floods that thus uh, flooded the lower sections of the loop unintentionally released something. It is unsure what as of this moment, but it caused the waterways to grow thick. Water molecules began to uh, solidify into fleshy organisms. They were able to uh, transmit electrical impulses thus very reminiscent of human muscle that upon connection and ever expansion it was simply put ever since the year of the night of 1990 that river flesh expanded and expanded a small ecological discovery then led to ecological disaster as it slowly crept and crept, draining the world of most of the water supply, aside from rain and other natural disasters that took place after that. It was not until the year 2005 that the River Flesh started connecting with large electrical stations, other machinery, and developed what was now known as the Network and created a internalized hierarchy. This between the ecological disaster, as well as the consumption of flesh into the river flesh, as well as the destruction of uh, humanity from robots, has led to a large decrease in the human population. How large are we talking? It's unsure. Uh, it's suggested that in the Arctic and Antarctic regions that there perhaps are uh, individuals who still live there, uh, that the river flesh was unable to acquire these locations due to the extreme cold, to the lack of uh, technological expanse in such areas, as humans did not need to live there before. However, if we are strictly going on a statistical guess as it were, I would suggest that humanity has lost mm, close to 
four-fifths of its population from 1985. Baxter holds out his hand again, lowers one finger. That's a lot. That's a lot. So wait, you're telling me this, the, the loop had this, this thing. Is it an alien? It is like, hard to say. It is unsure what it is as of the moment. And nobody could stop it? The government has nukes! The problem was is that it was already in major waterways before they were able to do anything about it. It it might have originated from the loop, but once it was introduced into local habitats, it grew on an unparalleled pace. So something in in our weird little Swedish lab in our tiny middle-of-nowhere American town led to the destruction of the entire planet? Yes, it does not seem to have just originated here, but if it had just started here, it probably would have been enough by itself, yes. Uh, oh, okay. See, this is assuming it seems like the eye wants something, but if the eye could want something, is there any indication of what the desires or what the goals or what this eye is striving for in nature? To say that it is an intelligent creature is fair in the sense of if you consider uh, people reminiscent of yourselves to be intelligent in the sense of you understand your own wants and desires. Kona's dumb? No. What I'm saying is is that I, I do not want to give the impression that these machines, while they are machines and historically are used for technology based on intellect, they have very similar desires to humans in the past. They are developing their own sense of um, wants. Imagine if you would a... How could I best summarize this? Imagine if you would a five-year-old child now imagine if you had taught that child, uh, put it in some sort of school or other place, uh, and given it very strict directions, and taught it to not register its own emotions and feelings, its wants or desires. All that was important was the wants and the desires of its parents. Now when they're five years old, kill their parents and everyone who had told them to do whatever they wished. You now have a five-year-old with a incredible amount of resources in their own home and no one to tell them what to do. As such it has in the real world. That got real dark real fast there, Hope. Historically speaking, such creatures upon gaining self-awareness devolve into various pursuits one being conquest that is what i believe that the all eye is in search of control which shall thus lead to security how much more control does it need we're all everyone's gone everyone's up living with the penguins it doesn't need to feel control you guys it needs to feel well i don't think i'm not saying we can actually do this but like it needs to feel loved okay Miss, my dad was a robot for 10 minutes, and now I'm an expert on robots over here. That's just, that's mean. I'm angry, okay? Baxter, we are in the future. 
and Jenny's leg is broken and she's passed out. And Olivier is trying not to hyperventilate over here. We just don't need this attitude right now. You're very funny, but let's wait until we get back to our time, okay? If we get back to our time. Oh, great. No, I'm freaking out. Thanks a lot. Stop, Olivier! <laughs> Olivier. And uh, Kit goes over to Olivier, and um, she puts her uh, classic Kit move. She claps her hands on either side of his shoulders, <laughs> and she looks into his eyes, um, and I feel like Kit thinks it's very, like, endearing, but I... I don't, I don't know if it's coming across as endearing. Uh, and she's like, Olivier, Olivier, this is not your first show, okay? I'm going to need you to take some deep breaths. This is method. We are going method today, and I need you here with me. I need you here with me. There is an audience all around, okay? Repeat after me. I'm Olivier fucking Webster. I'm Olivier fucking Webster. And the show will go on the show will go on ah! <clears throat> that's it baby and i and i give him a little like clap like a clap on the cheek <sighs> let's go how do we take down these robots this river of flesh is done this is all very overwhelming for uh, overwhelming for us right now um and i would love to continue our conversation but i feel like the priority right now is going to be Jenny uh, and her leg. Oh, I imagine that they shall be done very momentarily. Um, let me just poke my head out. As we jump over to Jenny, as in your unconsciousness, you feel nothing, just void. Until at a certain point, you feel a slight tug a drop some warmth heat but then again you just as you're about to feel yourself coming to consciousness this burning sensation rippling up your leg you feel a deep breath and you find yourselves under the waters again you're not sure how much time has passed but at a certain point you open your eyes and you feel free. You are high as a kite. As you see a roof of, or something lift off of you, as you see two robots entirely unfamiliar to you look down, are you all right? Hi. You're a robot. <laughs> I'm going to try and touch one. You touch the robot. Very cold. It's kind of nice. It's like a, it's like the cold side of a pillow. I'm gonna sit up and try and like rest my face on the robot. You feel your entire neck just go slack as the robot catches you. It's like, what? all right, all right, we are gonna get you started and just picks you up and Whee! you are now you are now properly rested against the cold. What's your name? My name is Runaway. Your name is Jenny? Yes. I'm going to point to the other one. What's your name? My name is Choice. How are you feeling? I'm going to touch my own face. I'm going to touch the robot's face. I'm going to look around the room. I feel good. Yeah. How do you feel? I feel fascinated. Like a... Like a... 
And I'm gonna waggle my hands back and forth in front of my eyes. Like, uh... You know? Sure. Where is this? At which point you, uh, are brought forth as you see in front of you a face that you almost didn't recognize at first as you hear a soft voice. Well, hello, Jennifer. As you look over and you see a bit broken and beat up around the edges, but hope. This is great. You should try this. Referring to the ride. <laughs> Did we watch Jenny come in? Yeah, you see that Jenny is uh, being carried by Runaway uh, towards the office. Um, as you see, the pant, the uh, section of pant leg around Jenny's... Uh, essentially, uh, the part of the pants around Jenny's wound has been... Seems like cut away. Uh, revealing her leg, which looks pretty damn good. Uh, it's the uh, the set concrete is entirely gone. Looks like it wasn't even there to begin with. Uh, but you do see that uh, there's a number of bandages wrapped around her leg. It looked like like it's vi- it's very well bandaged, as if it's probably it looks like it's going to take a while to heal. But it seems okay. Glad to see you back there, kid. Who are you? Oh, no, wait, no, wait, uh, no. You're the one. Yes, hi. Oh, God, her mind's been wiped, too. Did you Did you get some, some weed drugs? Do I, I, did you take my weed drugs? Dexter! I'm going to swoon out of the runaway's arms in his direction, regardless of how far away we are from each other. I run to cast Jenny! <laughs> uh, you see runaway approaches. Uh, to you, Olivier. Your your friend said that you were the one who set the bone, correct? I certainly did, sir. He did such a great job of it, too. Uh, actually, I was just going to say, if the rest of you would ever want to feel safe, I would suggest that this one does not set the bone. They had to splice the bone in three places, then laser fuse it together. Never mind. Take back my compliment. It's okay, Olivier. I respect that. Just want to make sure no one else, like, no one dies, you know. It's been a while since I did uh, CPR training, so I I get it. Wait, did you give her a robot leg? Does she have robot leg now? We can rebuild her. She's like the bionic woman now. As far as I'm aware, there had to be uh, aluminum insets set, uh, drilled into the bone to keep it properly in place. Uh, just make sure that she isn't running or jumping or flailing around anywhere for the ne- at minimum the next six months oh my god i leave to my feet i am a cyborg uh there's a possibility that the bones will re-break she you know what it'll be okay i'm a little jealous though stop flailing private so yeah, theoretically if it does break and we take her to a, a human 1985 doctor and they find future gear in her leg what's gonna happen I don't know how to answer this question. Oh, good. I hadn't thought of that. Honestly, we would just figure that out. Um, more pressing, uh, I will say, uh, robot. Run is, away, please. Uh, sorry, sorry. Run away. Run away. Um, hug. Very gently hugs you. <laughs> how long do you think this, and I look over at Jenny, who I'm sure is doing something 
bizarre. Uh, how long is this going to last? Anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour. Ooh, I just, oh man, I think I just, I sprained my ankle right now. Ooh, oh man, I think I'm going to need some of that too. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Make a heart charm check. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I'm going to peel my bandages up and look at my cyborg leg. You pull back and you and you see uh, it looks like the back part of your leg uh, has been, like there's what looks to be a cut line that's like a giant eye down the back of ah! By down the back of your thigh, uh, as it looks like it has been probably the skin has probably been seared back in place, as it looks like it's a burn scar. Hey, game master, I rolled three dice and got two successes. Uh, in which case, friend, we need some assistance. As friend comes over, yes, this one needs medical assistance as well. Oh, okay, as friend just cold cocks baxter in the face you stay conscious uh but you feel your nose <coughs> break inwards as you crumple to the ground grabbing going down to grab it is like you broke my goddamn what nose. the hell is that for friend that was not what i meant oh. i'm sorry i thought you he i thought oh. i thought they needed to be unconscious i run up to friend and i try grappling <laughs> I try <laughs> make a body force check <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing <clears throat> you you do grab him and he's like oh look a hug and he just and he hugs you as he spins no! around a little bit <laughs> this is very sweet <laughs> hey, hey hey and i uh are you on the ground yes definitely i kneel down beside uh your face and i go hey <laughs> hey what you are okay you no, are not. very tough no, you knew what could happen and you're reaping what Classic. you've sown because bleeding. you're Baxter and you're fine. And, no, uh, it's not going to yeah. work on me. I got so much blood in my eye right now. I would set your nose for you, but there are robots here who seem like they no, might be no, better no, at that. No, 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 you've said it. I'll set your nose no, for you. No, get away from me. They're going to give me robo nose and I'm going to smell for 10 miles. Do you guys ever think about, like, colors? Oh. All right. As you see, Runaway picks up Baxter. All right. Back to the, back to the machine. <laughs> As he leads leads Baxter down the way he came with Jenny. I just smell copper. Kit is standing in a corner of the space and with her hands uh, stressfully at her temples. Um, and just she just looks like she's having a midlife crisis. That's all I can explain. Silently. I am upset that my friend is leaving. But I notice a new friend in the corner. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll wander over and just sort of fall gently. Jenny, <laughs> I attempt to kind of grab her fall. I let myself dip further until we're in like a sort of swoon position. And then I'll whisper, hi. Hey, Jenny. Do you, do you like dancing? Yeah. Yeah, I love dancing. Do you want to dance? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kit begins to um, very much so lead a butchered kind of waltz over to the other androids. With Jenny in my arms, I try my best to put Jenny, like do the move where Jenny's feet are on top of my feet. Um, and I kind of, but we just kind of look like, I, I don't know what, like, 
like manatees like just so i don't know uh but i'm doing my best and i try to get us over there <laughs> you see you see friend still like like giving olivier a hug goes oh is that what what you were trying to do before a sp- that spinning hug thing olivia shakes his head appalled by this terrible dancing <laughs> Uh, you guys dance around for a second. After about five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Baxter comes back. Uh, as Baxter, you feel yourself. You see what looks like a tanning bed is opened up. You are set inside. It comes down. As there's an LCD screen that pops up in front of you. There's a slight scan. As you see written. Uh, analyzing for injuries. Analyzed. Broken nose. As you see a bunch of tiny, small mechanical hands come out from the roof of the tanning bed and and pop your the bones in your nose forward before you feel a series of very quick, slight incisions as there's this slight push of this strange gas as you... Feel it going to your mouth. Oh, you feel okay. Kind of. As you feel a slight, a slight strip goes over your nose as the tanning bed pops open. Are you all right? Yeah. Tyson, can I use your game mechanics against you for my personal game, please? On my conditions, I sustained a previous injury. Can that as well be healed by this machine, which specifically heals injuries? Uh, yes, it can. Clever. As the, uh, as you feel also your wrist, uh, seems like there's a slight incision where it looks like a lot of the blood has been, uh, let out to kind of, uh, stop the swelling. Uh, it feels okay. Baxter, you return to the room. Not nearly as high as Jenny, but you've got a, a good buzz going. Hey, guys. This is cool. Yeah? The nose was worth it? Oh, I got super nose now. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. And I go over to him. And I'm showing a lot of concern. And I go, Baxter. Baxter, just a second. Look over there. And I point to a spot behind me for him to, like, kind of look at. Yeah, I'm focusing. I think you actually look better now. That's great. Uh, and then I go back to where I was. She thinks I'm handsome. <laughs> Dust myself off a little bit. I'm rolling. <laughs> stop moving! <laughs> no! I Jenny. physically stop, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> like a log. Yeah. It's about this point, Jenny, that the euphoria begins to wear off in place of just a deep ache in your upper thigh that kind of just spreads down on the right-hand side. Ow. There she is. Welcome back. <laughs> Ow. You guys. You guys all hear a ching, 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 as you see friend approaches uh, with what looks to be a wheelchair, rickety and bent in places. Just, I thought this would be helpful. That, yeah, thanks, friend. No. No, 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 you need it. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? What are you talking about? I always talk like this. It sounds like you have laryngitis. Jenny, Jenny, I promise you it was worse earlier. Just go with it for right now. Just, just, we are in a crisis situation. Please just go with it. Uh, okay. This is a lot of robots. 
There's so many robots here. You're a robot. Well, I don't think I'm... I mean, I thought I might be a cyborg for a second, but I think that was just drugs, actually. Kick hard. Get you into soccer now. You'll be so good. I don't mind soccer. Oh, also they said you can't do any activity for six months, so you can't be a cheerleader. Ah, dee da dee da dee da whatever. I don't know what that means. Do you? Let's, uh, let's get in the wheelchair. And uh, I try to encourage Jenny to sit down in Why the chair. Why are you guys giving me a wheelchair? It's better that you sit down, because otherwise you might, uh, you might re-break the bone. Oh my god. Well, I mean, I wouldn't want that to happen twice in one day. <laughs> um, is there a big, strong robot who can help me get up? As friend just picks you up, sets you down in the chair. There you go. You're very friendly. Thanks. It's in the name. Why, um, why, what do your, do your ears do anything? Or are they cosmetic? Uh, well, uh, that was my purpose beforehand, is I was uh, used as a recon droid. Like, in the woods? Yeah, easier for sensing sounds. Uh, I was used out for ranging, uh, specifically, it could be used uh, for uh, surveilling different uh, spreads of areas to see what kind of wildlife was there. Uh, or, depending on the purposes, uh, figure out exactly where the best uh, locations for different antennae and other kind of uh, various uh, sense signal producing and receiving accoutrement, you could call it. I feel like we were pretty loud, though. Partially. You're a range bot item, so shorten it to rabbit. Huh. Yeah, that's clever. I'm going to whisper as quietly as I can. Can you hear this? I can indeed. Did you hear me toot before? All of it. Um, where's Hope? Is Hope here? Hope. Hope Hope has just been standing here just looking around just... <laughs> the whole time! <laughs> I have missed this. See more butts? Uh, what happened to you? You look really bad. I was decommissioned for a time. <gasps> oh my god! Because we hacked you? Not long after uh, the loop was uh, shut down, the uh, school decided they did not need my services. Uh, I attempted to flee with the other vagabonds, uh, was found, and promptly turned off. These are vag- Oh my gosh, you guys are- of course. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Wait, Seymour, Butts, what happens to us? What's our futures like? Do we do great things? You know, it is interesting. I can't remember. I know for a fact that I have thought a lot about you and where you went, but as of this moment, I cannot say for certain what you have done. I would feel very confident in saying that regardless, you all die. But aside, but aside from that, I'm not entirely sure. Wait, 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 hold on. Maybe it's the drugs, or maybe it might... But do... Is this our future right now? Or if... Is is there a different future? It's a future. It's a future. Because if we died then, then we don't... We don't die then now. we wouldn't exist now. We wouldn't exist now. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's just like Terminator, dude. 
Okay, but but what is it a loop? Like, are we supposed to get this knowledge, or does the knowledge now change our future? Do you think we have kids? Also, there's like water everywhere. Yes, that is how the river flesh spreads. What the fuck is the river flesh? I, I give Jenny the TLDR. <laughs> What's the yeah TLDR? But when you're telling the TLDR, can you what? I forget if Hope had already mentioned, but how did the river flesh come about? Through flooding at numerous locations. Uh, there was one particularly bad year. It came flooding about the year 1990, if memory serves. I apologize, it's a little hard to say exact dates, but there was a flood at the loop after it had been shut down. The flooding got through all of the major floors traveled outwards, and thus, that was when uh, people began to notice the first signs of the river flesh in the following years. I wonder what happened to all the people who live on the river. Okay, so we just, we put some sandbags when we stopped the flooding, and then river flesh never happens, and world never goes robot bazook. So, wait, if we go back back in time and we make sure flood there's no flood then we make sure that giant eye robot doesn't happen and the weird squishy walls don't happen and then we get to do what we want in the future yeah the four of us just solve climate change in 1985 let's go <laughs> if, if we just tell uh. people then they'll have they'll listen to us right and then they can solve it because that's the right thing to do we could try telling my mom Oh, wait, I forgot. None of you trust her. No, your mom might actually know something. Because the river flesh was awakened or whatever from the flooding that got into the loop. And if we're able to stop that at the source, and likely as that is, might have a chance of beating this thing in the past. Whoa, we're gonna... We're gonna time fight now. Oh. Like, your mom's gonna be like Sarah Connor, and we're gonna be like the guy... The Terminator, <laughs> except not to kill her. <laughs> Clarifying question for um, Kit's notes about the two projects. Um, Eraserhead, I still don't really understand. Uh, it says something about reducing the atomic output of an object. What does that practically mean for my non-science brain? Disintegration. Uh, well, well, also with the Eraserhead, you just found the lead box. Uh, it looked like something went inside of it, but aside from that, you don't know. Perhaps we can discover what has gone on with all of you. We have, uh, for, for one thing, we are in a police precinct. Perhaps there is information about the rest of you here, maybe? Maybe about Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. <laughs> I'm afraid that there's no more uh, internet connection, so we would not be able to do general lookups, but aside from that. Into what? Are there archives? Well, the library has been flooded as of this point. So what are you, what could we look at? Hey, Seymour Bots, were any of were any of your robot friends around during all of that time? Cuz we could look in them also. Uh a few of them, but none of them were probably were awakened during that point. Uh more than likely. R which point runaway kind of looks over to hope just so are should we Yes, I suppose I have been... I have been holding back uh, long enough. Well, I suppose I was caught up in the moment of being able to see some old familiar faces. 
Uh, it is fortuitous that you would arrive on this day. Uh, we are attempting to eliminate the burger flesh here in Freeman today. We are planning amongst the group of us to uh, sneak with inside the Institute, uh, set up demolition charges on the sixth floor, destroying which would disconnect the network to all of the other robots here in town and might allow at least some semblance of peace to be found uh, with our community. And hopefully then we would be able to um, grow further our android populace. If any of us are to touch the burger flesh, we will become connected to the network and we will devolve into madness. Which makes it especially dangerous for the group of us to go, but it is our duty for the sake of those of us who have not been consumed by the thirst for destruction. Well, hold, hold on. Hold on to your robo pelt there. So you've been planning, how long have you been planning this mission for? Mm, for approximately the last three months. So you've been planning for three months, and on the night you're going to do this this project that seems to be mostly dangerous for robots. We happen to show up? Fate does always seem to have a sense of irony, doesn't it? Okay. What does the river flesh do to people? The river flesh itself uh, seems to not do as much to human flesh per se. If you attempt to touch it over a long period of time, you more than will get absorbed into it. But for the most part, it's more a sensory nerve to other robots. If you touch it, it is able to send a pulse notifying other bots of your presence. It acts more like a like an organism than an animal, it seems. Not like a single, like an amoeba versus like, you know, a fox. Are you also on drugs? I wish, little lady. I wish. He is simply high on confidence. You got that right, Hope. Hell yeah, brother. And I try to high-five. Whoosh! <laughs> God, that hurt. <laughs> uh, America? I can punch you in the nose and then you can be on the drugs. Okay, well, if we're going to go on this, like, big mission or whatever, we should probably, like, pack snacks or something. Yeah, do you have any supplies that we might be able to use, Hope? Oh, I'm afraid not. Uh, as with most things, uh, commercialized food production has become null and void, and any foods that would be left over, we would not consume, so therefore they have been left to rot. Uh, perhaps there's high-processed foods that are still around. I guess let's just hope we're not here for a while. I'd say I have... Uh... I could say no, but I feel like I have my backpack mostly because I want to go up to uh, Wit, the little the little vagabond with the with the roly poly oly bottom. And if you would allow me, um, I'd like to lean down to Wit and say, "Hey, buddy, uh, sorry about earlier. I was just really feeling <laughs> overwhelmed. You would not believe the day we have had before we even showed up years in the future." Um, but hey, you like books, and I want to, uh, open my knapsack and move aside my notebook where I keep my notes and, and an extra sweater, uh, and I pull out Robert Munchen's The Paper Bag Princess, and I give it to Wit. 
if they would accept. That's so cute. That's great. Why do you have that? Um, I don't know. It's just a really good book. Is that your favorite book? It's a classic tale by a beloved children's author. What do you want? Yeah, this is a very well-worn down copy. Whoa. Thank you. I will read this with care. Uh, and I also check to see if I have my lunch or snacks or anything in there. Uh, I'd say, I'd say, yeah, you, pr you probably do. Jenny, I've got some snacks, but I think you're right. And I think we should ration them a bit and, and wait. All the corn nuts. Again. I, I, what? Uh, Kit says, and <laughs> Kit, Kit says, <laughs> I'm coming off the high. I just want corn nuts. Uh, I, I turn back to hope, uh, so when do we when do we suit up for this mission? As soon as you are ready. Holy shit! Okay, I mean, uh, yeah. I try to search the area for anything we can use as tools, like anything that I might be able to fit in my backpack. Like, I'm looking for pieces of metal that could be used to open things or rip things or, or hang on. Or... Well, uh, there is the armory. We have not touched it. What? Oh, the, the what? Right in the police station. Okay, but. Do you know how to shoot a gun? Because if you don't, you should not be carrying one. Hey, by 2022, did they develop laser guns? Yeah, there are, is there a hovercraft somewhere? Jetpack? Oh my god, I could go for a jetpack. No, for the most part that they've, um... Well, they've developed a... I suppose the most technologically advanced uh, was developing a form of Kevlar that could not be ripped open by uh, angry androids uh, trying to rip off uh, pieces of clothing and armor. Uh, also, they were were able to develop a form of stun gun uh, that operates both on androids and on people. Oh, that's helpful. Now that's what I'm talking about. Do you have, um, like, walkie-talkies? Yes, but I would be very careful about using them. Uh, signal interference might be caught by different robots and de uh, essentially detect your presence. Oh. Okay, don't get split up, I guess. Can we just like go down to the armory, check it, check it out? There, yeah, there's there's a dust cloud as as Baxter is rushing down for some cool Kevlar. You guys are able to head down the hallway, find a uh, chained up door that seems to have been broken and busted inward. Uh, you notice all of the uh, grenades and other special weapons. Uh, there seems to be some sort of. Uh, localized what looks to be almost like a grenade launcher but with more emp rounds uh that are now entirely empty it seems that they have been used uh however you do find what looks to be uh four different uh handheld what what basically look like uh stun guns just basic hand uh handhelds you guys are also able to very cumbersomely get into these large kevlar pieces uh, that go around your torso, and they, just based on your guys' size, kind of go down to more, like, mid-thigh, and then just have to be, like, tightened across. Uh, not the best fit, but hey, it'll do. I load up with anything that's available. I'm, I've been, like, kind of experimenting with this wheelchair, and I really haven't gotten an answer necessarily about what's going on with my leg situation, but, um... I'm just sort of like, you know, rolling back and forth. And if those things are that long, mine would be like up around my head because I'm sitting down so it can't go to mid thigh. So it's like a little a little tower. 
that I'm sitting in, peeking out of the neck hole. At which point, as you guys are kind of preparing yourselves, uh, Baxter, you do hear, Baxter, would I be able to speak with you a moment? Sure. As I'm like, as I've got like, I, I assume just a handful of guns that don't have clips in them or anything. I've just kind of got like grenades and just like whatever empty items are there. Yeah, I'm kind of tumbling out of me. Yeah, just drop it all. Coming. Uh, as you exit out of the room, uh, you see Hope standing there, looking down towards you. Uh, a very dour look across his face. I will keep this simple, my friend. I had wit look into your uh, different records before. Nothing came up about you all, which, in fairness, good news, aside from some old uh, records about you. But I thought you would want to see this, as he hands over a folder. Is there any writing on the folder? Any name indication? Mm -hmm. uh, it goes under the name Riley Raiden. I give him a glance, I give the folder a glance, and then I open it. Uh, you open it up, you see uh, Riley Raiden, uh, mugshot of him from long time ago, kind of giving a uh, tongue sticking out, one eye closed, one eye open, just kind of kind of like the kiss face a little bit. As you see his name, birth date, general height, weight, uh, as you see going underneath that uh, status, deceased. Is there a date of death on it? There is. It is on September 6th, 1985. What is the date of which is our current date in the past? September 5th. Cause of death, shot in self-defense by Sheriff McCafferty. What? No, no, but you, we, we, we said that the futures are different, right? Like there's, there's the future now isn't what happens back. No, no, this isn't it. Just start scrambling through it. Scrambling through it, you see that there is a massive report set at the back. Numerous interviews were collected. It goes over simply that uh, Riley, along with a crew of two of his friends, uh, attempted to hold up a, a number of stores in a robbery run. Cheap knockoff weapons were purchased, and during one of the runs, uh, Riley had attempted to let his friend Le uh, Levi, who was the driver, uh, to get away. Uh, however, in doing so, uh, he had a small uh, firefight with Sheriff McCafferty and uh, a young deputy and uh, while Sheriff McCafferty had not made the intention to kill Riley uh, the shot uh, to his torso inevitably led to organ failure and death uh, looking through the documents as you are reading through them as you read them you do notice that each page that you kind of look back to refer suddenly gets blurry like you can't read it you then f you, you then flip back and all the information was still there but the status deceased blurred 
as you flip forward to where you were left off of previous, uh, you see interviews from your mother and your father uh, as it goes down and across some mentions are made about money worries uh, that your father uh, had been uh, after a injury from his work uh, had been laid off from his job and he had attempted to uh, gain and be able to pay off the mortgage on the house but it had come under notice for foreclosure he was on the verge of losing everything upon telling Riley this Riley decided that he was going to attempt to save the family in his words thus the cause of the robberies it was then signed off at the end uh, the initial the report basically summarizing Riley Raiden had died attempting uh, these multiple robberies none of the people inside none of the shop owners were shot but many were very frightened uh it also ends off with a statement that sheriff mccafferty uh immediately retired after this event uh this was his only use of excessive force uh, ever documented in his uh record as a officer of the law was it his shot that was critical or was it the young deputy shot it was the sheriff's shot well I, but why why would he it said he didn't hurt anyone riley why would why would they shoot him what why would they do that i do not know but wait wait look it doesn't it says he's not dead anymore so did did we just fix it or is it is he not gonna die now or do i have to go stop what i don't know how this works you see hope looks down sees the same thing perhaps there is simply a possibility Mr. Raiden. Maybe upon this information being known, some histories can be rewritten. rewritten. Uh, that's good. That's good enough. It's not a possibility. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save my brother. I'm gonna save Riley. Thank. I'm gonna save him. Thank you. Thank you. See. Uh. T. Uh. Thanks, Hope. Uh. Thank you for this. Okay. Go to walk away. Turn around. Hey. You know. If we can change this, then maybe we could change this and the kind of motion up around the world. I certainly hope so. Give him a nod and then return. I I, bun I roll up the uh, the file and I kind of stick it into my pocket. Which point you guys are all outfitted as Runaway approaches you all. So, are you ready? I've like tried to to like tuck in uh, Jenny's. <laughs> oversized thing especially now that she's in a wheelchair to make it like look not awful to help her yeah is this is horrible you're doing a bad job but um like is hey. this gonna work should like it's on the sixth floor everything's dead we can't take an elevator i'm not sure this wheelchair thing is gonna happen you guys true is it too dangerous to have one of you vagabonds come with us just for navigating purposes i myself will be attending as well as a friend well hope aren't you aren't you kind of old are you sure i am not hope i i am runaway sorry sorry all of us all of us robots are 
given very similar voices. Perhaps I can go deeper in order to, to really differentiate. Um, before we go, I'm just going to uh, pop off to the bathroom for a second. Um, I am going to fix my makeup, fix my hair. I've got hairspray, so it's not too difficult. Um, have a cry. Uh, and then use the bathroom, I guess, and then go back. <laughs> We've been seeing it for 37 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just a quick, just a quick pshh. Oh, and I'm gonna, um, try standing while I'm in there and just see how that feels. It, like, there's def there's definitely, a, like, a huge ache rippling through the upper part of your thigh, uh, whenever you attempt to stand, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not the worst thing in the world. No, it's not. Okay, well, mm, it'll heal, I guess. Um, yep, that's it. Which point you all are uh, guided outside by runaway and friend, fully equipped, as you guys make it out through the outer fencing of the building. All right, remember, guys, no sound, very quiet. Follow us, and we'll get you there, okay? Game Master, do we look really cool? Do we look really cool, or is the equipment really ill-fitting on these children? Oh, very ill-fitting. <laughs> Sorry, where's Jenny again? Jenny's in the chair still? Or in robot arms? I mean... I'll take... Does, does anyone, um... Does anyone want to carry me? I can carry you, if that would be preferable. But don't you need to be, like, listening at the front? Yeah, you just have to come with me. And then Runaway is gonna, like stab things if ne if necessary yeah okay i won't i won't slow you down friend no 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 not really because if i would run away could carry me would you prefer if i carry you i mean i don't know all right just <laughs> picks you up <laughs> does jenny have a crush on this robot <laughs> kit kit yeah kit to olivier Oh my god, she's flirting with the robot. She's flirting with the robot? <laughs> hey, don't forget about me. <laughs> As you guys turn around and you guys can see one of the other androids uh, before. As you see the one with the multiple spikes that are coming in with like the, a... With the fucking with mohawk. The mohawk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, As you see Ruin with the multiple knives just coming out. What, what's your cool super robot power? Uh, unlatches his arm that splits into what looks to be some sort of electrified longsword that sprouts from his arm. Holy shit. I've killed way more pesky bitches than you. Oh, that's so cool and really scary. Come on, Ruin. Just, uh, relax a little bit. The blade goes back. It's all right. I'm just kidding with you, kids. If I was going to kill you, I would have done it earlier. Oh, cool. Now what? Can I? Is this robot unhinged? Is he going to be a liability? <laughs> I mean, I am a combat robot. They did specifically send me out there to, you know, kill people. Oh, but they made you a sociopath in the process. That's really cool. You kind of remind me of a Ninja Turtle. He does kind of have a Raphael vibe. Is that right? That's kind of cool. All right, let's get to it. You guys 
travel through town. Uh, once again, Freeman turning into a bigger landscape than what you once initially knew of it. Um, I would like anyone who is anyone who has points in comprehend please feel free to make a mind comprehend check i got one success i got one success i also got one in which case i will say as you guys are traveling through downtown getting to another section uh upper towards the upper section leading into the direction of the institute for Jenny and Baxter. As you guys are keeping an eye around, uh, dodging and following the lead of friend who is very uh, gracefully, but also very like easily showing you guys how to hop around the different sections of river flesh, uh, as well as the distant sounds of of crunching is in the distance uh, numerous times getting you guys to stop as stalkers occasionally walk only streets away before continuing forward uh, the two of you do clock something very odd is that you guys see something flicker then flicker out and it's in a similar almost gray flash that you remember looking at the button when it dropped into the front section of the school it just there's just this flicker of a against a wall then vanish as you look at the picture as it appears to be a poster very finely crafted uh very beautiful photography as you can see what looks to be a a uh, middle-aged gentleman uh out front with a top hat and a finely done suit you can see he's kind of in this like outward stance looking forward smiling forward but it's weird you haven't seen this person before but they look very familiar as it goes out as it comes back on as you see at the bottom bottom directed by steven spielberg the fantastical mr fisben by tony award-winning actor olivia webster co-starring kate winslet and james corden i'm gonna take a bobby pin out of my hair and check his olivier i like do like a the, the karate thing that you do when you're just like ah, what? i'm gonna point at the poster i love kate winslet uh i am in awe i've i've stopped full full stop is the flickering like a weird is this like a an electronic thing or is it a weird time thing does it seem uh it seems more like a weird time thing the poster appears and then it erases from reality i see okay i thought it might be like a screen flashing uh, uh on and off okay i'm gonna try and get olivia's attention and then draw my finger across my neck like a dead symbol 
and then make a questioning face with my hands up. Let's keep moving private. For the future. Which point, Runaways? Is there a, is there a problem here? I flash or a thumbs up to moving? Jenny. And, like a, and I do like an army salute. Good. Uh, at which point you guys travel uphill. Uh, very similar to when you guys were initially walking. Uh, sorry. Very similar to where you guys were initially biking in the past going up to the Institute. You guys travel further uh, into Golden Acre leading up to the edge uh, where Kit as you are walking along, along with the rest of the group there is a moment where you guys are kind of hopping across that you feel some you, you feel the wind kind of like whip down the street all of you feel this cold breeze that you kind of have to give a slight shake to as you feel something impact in the side of your face kit it's very soft it doesn't hurt it's just more like a splat you pull it off uh and you see it's a piece of paper oh i read it or look at it and see if there's anything uh you look at it and it's your face (gasps) not aged just your face missing Last seen September 3rd, 1985. You then look up towards the group and you all you see is these papers all over the walls and street. Pinwheeling. Not just your face. Baxter's. Jenny. Olivier. You see people pinning them up all kind of looking to one one another holding massive sections and bags as your friends just walk past them entirely not noticing them i feel like i'm like i can still see my friends walking ahead of me i'm gonna run up well first is there anything else i notice about the like as i'm people are pinning them up do i notice anybody i recognize pinning them up or uh, you are looking across, and you do see uh, a familiar older woman, white hair, that's kind of grown in all different directions. Uh, as you see, Ms. Brown, the librarian, tears in her eyes, going from section to section, helping to pin up posters. How far away is she? Maybe about 60 feet. 60 feet? My friends are closer. I'm going to run up to... Uh, who's who's at the end? Is it the robot? Uh, Ruin would be following up Ruin? behind, but probably just before that, Baxter. I'm going to try to go up to Baxter and, like, gently touch his, the back of his, like, shoulder. Like, just kind of a quick little, like, soft tap. I spin around. Because <laughs> my taser out. Okay, relax. And I try to show him... I try to pick up my paper and I go, Do you see this? Do you not see this? But I do it quietly, because we're supposed to be quiet. Uh, Kit, you go to show him, and there's nothing in your hands. You you, you can make fists. I look cool. around. There's no one there. That was cool, but also super spooky. Oh my gosh, okay, you guys. Um, I scurry kind of to the middle of the group, and I'm like, I think I am having some hallucinations. 
because I'm a little overwhelmed and uh, somebody else needs to now be the sane one uh, because I'm not anymore. Do do do. Yeah, Kit says it exactly like that. Are you feeling all right, Kit? It's okay. We can stick together. We'll get through this. Uh, no, I think I just saw something. I think I just saw something uh, as we were walking. I had like this vision. Um, and I just saw uh, people like Miss Brown, the librarian, and, and a bunch of town people uh, putting up missing posters with all of our faces on them dated for um, September 3rd. Like the button! Like the button! I think I just saw a version of time in which we don't get back. Uh, because the last time anybody saw us before we went to Mr. McPherson's, I think, was... Maybe was the third? Or maybe it was the fourth. Oh, you're crazy. You're weird macho man mode. She's broken, so... Guess that means I'm in charge. You're right, Baxter. I'm crazy. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I, uh, speed off, uh, to be right behind, um, Brent. But no, wait, 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 we, we have to, we have to get back. We have to go back. We're gonna get back. Tyson, had I been interviewed in Riley's police report? You pull it out. You begin reading through it. Uh. And you are not interviewed. Because your parents have no clue where you are. It was initially suggested that you were with Riley when he vanished. But the case remains unsolved about where you went. Okay, just to confirm, had that been the case when I initially read it, or is it something that has changed? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Got it. Thank you. Uh, at which point, you guys catch up to a friend as he's, we're here, as you guys find what looks to be a uh, large section of the actual cliffside that has caved in uh, as multiple of the houses have fallen and struck the ground you find a actual what looks to be some sort of tunnel system in the side of the of the cliff as they go up uh runaway temporarily sets you down uh jenny as he goes over and just bends the wrought iron bars before Onwards and upwards. Can I try bending some iron bars also? Make a body force check. <laughs> if I get a success, you mathematically have to allow me to bend the bars with my bare hands. This is how this works. Untrue. <laughs> no. Nothing. I didn't get it. You, you, you nearly fart based on the exertion. You can't even manage a fart. <laughs> no. The, uh, the rabbit ear one looks me because were we given uh, flashlights? Yes. Okay. Take a flashlight. Oh my god. I wonder if flashlight is here somewhere. Clink, 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 clink. As you see from the side of Jenny's coat, a little head. Yo. What? As you see the tiny flashlight bot clamps on your shoulder and boonk turns on did you, have, have you been here the whole time mm-hmm. i f forgot about you wait jenny is he is he your dad do you, do you have to check that every time now no flashlight is not my dad you've met my dad 
I met her dad and he was Hope. Well, no, no, Hope pretended oh, to be. It. We have to be really quiet, okay? And wait, this is, this is, this flashlight came with me? This is a future flashlight? Did I, did I know that I had a flashlight? You, you, you told me on episode one that you brought flashlight with you. And he's just been with me this whole time. Yeah, he's just been in your inventory. I, I thought it was just for the day. You didn't tell me you put him away. <laughs> Sheer power of your human will brought this robot into the future. Hashtag energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Flashlight's been living off of, the energy. Flashlight's on. You guys descend into the tunnel system. Uh, for the most part, it this amalgamation of tunnels is mostly lost on you. It definitely seems to be some sort form of former irrigation tunnel. Uh, and you do see what looks to be remnants of different pieces of reddish thick flesh on the walls. But there is not an abundance of water here anymore. It seems to have dried up for the most part. May I? Like, as we'd gotten to the the grate, I guess, where it where the tunnels start. Uh, could I have taken out... I have, in in my items I wrote out a while ago, uh, in my fatty pack, I have a, a journal and a ballpoint pen in case I get creative. Uh, can I jot down, start, like, trying to map it out as we walk? Because I feel like this might be useful. Absolutely. And are the tunnels um, lined in something, like metal? Uh, it seems to be predominantly lead pipes. Uh, at which point you guys arrive at another grate that once again uh, runaway sets down jenny for a moment <clears throat> pops it open as you see uh you see friend up ahead just we'll have to continue being quiet up here there are more well there are more of our kind on the inside are you saying we didn't need to be quiet before Oh, we needed to be quiet before. We need to be quiet always, I'm just mean. Okay, because I did so much sign language. Like, I was trying really hard not to talk. You weren't actually doing sign language. You were just doing a bunch of things that you thought were sign language. I, I just got to tell you that. Well, I was gesturing. I understood I understood the gestures. Yeah, you really have okay. to go to the bathroom. We got that. Which point? Uh, friend jumps out first. Uh... As you guys enter inside this section, you find what looks like a number of power cables that connect from the base floor upwards. Uh, this room is once again filled to the brim with former sections of this red flesh that has, with over time, begun to blacken in places as it seems to, without any kind of source for water or anything to transmit or to spread, seems to be going into necrosis. So we're, like, officially in the loop now. Yes. Uh, okay. As a friend looks around, I believe we're in the base floor. This was predominantly used for maintenance. But the main power supply should just be one floor above us. That's where uh, the former loop was set up. That's where we're trying to go. Exactly. Okay. As you guys are traveling, 
I would like anyone with comprehend to please make a mind comprehend check. If Jenny is doing it, please make it with a plus one. I, I didn't succeed. I got one. One. Uh, so for Kit and Baxter, uh, you guys do clock at the far end of this maintenance section. What looks to be an elevator shaft that travels ups and up and down. Attached to that seems to be a stairwell, but just in between seems to be some sort of mapping system. As you guys approach, uh, you find that there appear to be seven floors uh, in this section of the loop. Uh, the first floor is the main floor. Second is documentation and archives. Uh, th the third um, is just listed CIA. Whoa. <laughs> I wonder what that stands for. <laughs> okay. Fourth is noted supplies. The fifth floor is experimentation. The sixth floor is the loop. And the seventh is maintenance and power. And that's where we are currently. So it's like seven, it's like go, it goes in descending. Well, it's underground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just one floor above. One floor above, yes. Um, Theoretically, if we want to go to the CIA floor. Baxter. Maybe not when we're trying to save the world, okay? Okay, you're right, sorry. Okay, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. But, like, okay, fine. Do you know what floor my mom's office would be on? Uh, her main office would be on the main floor. So, like, seven floors up? Yes. For future reference, Olivia is also still writing down the different floors of the loop and stuff. Just in case. You never know. At which point, uh, runaway friend and the group of you are able to make it up, traveling up the stairs... Uh, up to the sixth floor. Uh, as you guys are traveling up the steps, there is a moment as you guys are about to open the door, you do hear, Hello? Is there anyone out there? I just keep mouthing CIA, CIA. Who does it sound like? It just sounds like a person. It sounds coming from probably the somewhere, definitely somewhere above, probably on the third, thir second or third floor. This is going to sound funny. But does it? But can I tell if this is a robot trying to mimic a person's voice, or if this is genuinely a person? Make a mind empathize. I think that's the. I think that's the best skill for this. Oh baby, that's uh, three successes. Y you listen very carefully. Help me. There is not an ounce of emotion in that voice. I look very seriously at everyone and like. It's a trap. At which point you kind of turn your head upwards and you can see on the second floor just a head looking downwards. These two glowing red eyes. No, no contortion to the face. Is there anyone down there? Help me. I'm like doing like the don't like zip it motion. <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. Friend just... Squeaks the doors. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And waves you all inside as you guys are able to very gently just close the door shut. Uh, as you guys enter into this room, you guys are welcomed only by very dim light from your flashlights and from sparks. 
as you see a large room, circular in nature, uh, but there is a slight hallway that leads forward first before expanding into a full open circle. You can see what look to be thick tubes that travel from behind you all the way out forward in this massive circle. The room itself is probably close to... It's probably close to about a thousand feet by a thousand feet. This thing is massive. Like it's a big room and contained within is this ring? It's not like a tunnel? Yes. So you're not seeing the inside of that thick uh, like tunnel system. You're just seeing the outside. Above it, you can see that there is a massive... This thick horde of river flesh that as the sparks flash, different bolts of electricity travel into it. As this massive heart is above, what you see below, almost dripping downwards into a strange obelisk-like object. A black diamond floating in space. Three-dimensional, probably in the realm of 10 feet by 10 feet. Black as night. Is it a perfect shape? Uh... You look closer to it, it is a perfect shape, but you see that it is not just one thing. It seems to be a perfect pattern of what look to be smaller shapes that compose it as one massive structure. Like it's made of pieces. And is there a puddle under the, the diamond? Or is it soaking? You, you go up to it, and this object is perfectly dry. The moment that it touches it, the fluid just seemingly vanishes. Like it's sinking or like it's going... Like it's going into the object, in between the creases. So it looks more like the, the strands of the heart are going into this thing rather than it came out of it. Uh, yes. Are we going to try and explode it? Well, that's our job. We're going to set up the detonators. If you guys see anything... Make sure to let us know. You mean other than that horrible red-eyed thing? We don't know what else is living down here. If you see anything, just point it out to me, huh? Uh, I want to do like a like a survey of the place. I'm gonna do like a like a perimeter check. Mm-hmm. Make a mind investigate check. Was any transportation brought for Jenny, or is she just like? It is a log walk. No other transportation aside from just runaway setting her on the floor. That's one success. One success. Uh, Traveling around the room, uh, you do find what look to be two separate smaller rooms. Uh, One looks like it is behind what looks seems to be some sort of control plant panel and blast shield that is set up. Uh, Another one seems to be on the other side of the room, 
uh, with the door kind of held open slightly by the river flesh. Can I push the door to get a better look inside? Like very slowly, very, very slowly. You you slowly open it. Uh, as you see, it opens into uh, what looks to be a collection of smaller rooms. It just seems to be a hallway and then what looks to be a total of nine rooms. I don't want to go in. I don't want to go in further myself, so I'm going to report back to the group. Uh, well, when I looked at the control panel, does it look like it controls? Does it look like A still works and B would have controlled anything that we see? It's hard to say exactly what it would have controlled. I'll say make a make a tech tinker check to figure out to figure out the electronics. Oh my god! I actually got one success. <laughs> That's two dice, folks. <laughs> and you do see that there are a few uh, mechanical winches and arms that have now been held up, like tied into the actual river flesh heart that looked like they've just kind of like calcified into it. Um, however, uh, you also do see a series of controls what seem to be controlling like uh, actions within the main tubing appendage that you see around the space. Uh, as per more public knowledge, uh, the loop itself, and you get the sense of more, this is what that, that section is probably, uh, is a particle accelerator. So this seems to be like the heart of the actual accelerator. So there's only one control section that you don't understand. And it's just a simple lever. I like jog back to the group and I like, I'm okay guys. So there's like some rooms over there and the control panels and I kind of reiterate what I think the control panels might do and there's this one lever and I'm going to say right away Baxter we're not pulling the lever should we like go investigate you guys probably might know more than I do about this kind of thing Flashlight have you ever been here before <laughs> Baxter <laughs> uh, you, you, you guys can go check it out if you want I'm going to I'm going to keep an eye on the door in case that thing wants to come in here. This is kind of scary, though. What if we do something and it, like, messes with the plan? I don't know. Or what if it helps the plan? I feel like the, the Vagabonds know a little bit more about it. We're just going to use our eyes. Let's go look. Let's just go look. Okay, fine. You convinced me. Let's go. And Olivia, you're, you're, Olivia, you're staying here? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep an eye on the door. What are you going to do if something comes through? I'm going to shoot it with the taser. How's your aim? Fine. Huge robot. I can't miss. I go up to my kind of like shakily put two hands on the shoulders and go, you're in the role of someone who's a really good shot. Normally that would work. I am, I'm already doing it. Yeah, he's method. Oh, okay, Baxter. So and then I say, come on, let's okay, go look go. at this thing. Uh, so you guys are heading towards the uh, main panel? Correct, sir. Okay. Uh, you guys arrive at the panel. Uh, you see the series of commands, and you see a door leading to a separate office behind the space. So I'm going to use my eyes in order to look into the door. Uh, you look inside, and you can see what looks to be some sort of laboratory. Uh, relatively untouched. Can I, can I get into the room without having to open the door more? Uh, the door... The door is entirely closed. Hey, hey, look, 
I'm using my eyes, and there's no flesh, and there's no robots. Think of what the future tech they have in there. It could be really helpful. Maybe we can help the robots so much, and maybe I can find something cool. But we can maybe help the robots. I don't know, Baxter. Baxter, I look. I want to. Can I? Can I do an investigation? I want to see if I see anything interesting, like particularly. I think that was that was three for sure. Kit, you look inside. Uh, you see that there's a number of test tubes, beakers, general laboratory stuff. Uh, but you do see multiple file organizers uh, set into the back. I say, you know what, Baxter? Honestly, like, I think we agree uh, on this. Really? That so rarely happens. I know. So that's crazy. Um, come on. And uh, we go over, I go over to the door. Please make a tech tinker check to open this door. Well, can we, are we both individually doing it, Tyson, or do we have to pick one? One of you and one of, uh, only one of you does it, but what, the person who does it gets a plus one. I support. Sorry. Can I try? Can I be like, you're doing it wrong? Sure, but you will, but you will not gain a uh, plus a one. Point. <laughs> I got one. Which point, Baxter, as you, you're looking at, at the, like, side panel that would allow it, so it's like, Okay, so you've got to disconnect certain wires here, here, as Kit just pulls one and the door just shush, opens. Isn't that cool? Okay, and I uh, prayed I would have, I would have gotten there. I go straight to the filing thing. Okay. Uh, you are able to open it up. Um, there's a shit ton of paper in here. Um, make another mind... Uh, no, you got three successes before. Uh, you begin perusing through. Uh, some of it is just test results, uh, which by themselves are not very helpful. Um, however, as you are looking through, uh, you do notice a, a little bit of weirdness about certain documents. Uh, certain documents uh, talk about stress tests. Uh, first, there are some on the materials, uh, such as on uh, what has been nicknamed Eclipse. Different pieces of stone that have been been abstracted. Uh, different acid tests. Uh, a variety of different uh, pressures. However, upon application of any kind of uh, external object or attempt to disrupt uh, the... Uh, eclipse product uh, by any means through chemical use uh, it simply vanishes it then goes on later to express uh, the confusion about what exactly should be done with this object uh, if the object even has any tie-in with the other project uh, that is not given a title is instead blacked out uh, in Sweden However, later tests offer forth that when used in a particle accelerator, the action of firing a particle into the project or into the stone does have a very interesting effect because the particle changes. The particle usually should remain the same as it's being fired through the accelerator, decrease speed, sure. But 
the actual fabric of the particle itself switches. It instead turns into an antiparticle of the initial particle. So a proton becomes an antiproton or an electron. The problem uh, that remains is the question of how exactly is this happening? Because the general theory, as taught in your physics class on your first day, is that when the Big Bang theory, or sorry, when the Big Bang happened, there should have been an equal amount of matter and antimatter created in the explosion. But no one knows where the antimatter went. Antimatter does exist in our world, but it is not entirely clear how exactly this rock is able to produce antimatter from matter. It goes further later to go into different kinds of tests. They are instead, uh, as opposed to the initial eclipse being referenced, it goes into subject A, B, C, D, and E. First subject, 13-year-old girl, hair expressed through chemical, uh, chemical reactions, ultimately the same reactions that take place as per a normal person. And it goes on and on. 14-year-old boy. 13-year-old boy. 14-year-old girl. 56-year-old male. Different tests being placed on each one of these figures. Discussions of hair extraction. Skin, skin extraction. Stress tests involving running. Mass amounts of physical energy spent. ADP analysis. Blood tests. A full scientific, just crash course and in-depth investigation into these five seemingly in independent figures. So, um, yeah. This is a lot for Kit to take in. Particularly remembering back to when, uh, to when Hope asked if it was just the four of us. And here we have an, uh, maybe I'm connecting things that shouldn't be connected, Kit says to herself, but, um, a 56 year old male, Wendell. Where's Wendell? Why isn't Wendell with us right now? Wow. Okay. So I find this. Um, I don't think I'm in the particular kind of mood to tell Baxter first because every time I've done that, it hasn't really ended with a big celebration. Yeah, of my brilliance. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know if there's a god <laughs> complex here. My apologies. Um, I want to look around, um, you know, see if there's anything else that's useful information as far as this, but also, God, let's try to find the kids something cool to just make them feel good. I've been, yeah, oh, thank you so much. I'm looking for toys. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. You found a Bunsen burner. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I've seen Bunsen burners, but I saw it's cool. The last thing that you find, uh, Kit, as you're looking through, uh, is, a, is a manifest of subjects A through E, holding cells one, two, three, four, five. Uh, okay, that's awesome. Anything cool I find for Baxter? You find a bunch of chemicals 
that look like they are long out of use. <laughs> mm, I'm not sure. This is a good idea. Uh... Uh, while all this is going on, uh, I would like for Jenny to please make a mind comprehend check. <laughs> um, there is nothing here for me. You're looking at the shape in the center of the room. There's something deeply familiar about it, but you can't put your finger on it. Does it look like it would be the same, like, from all angles, just from the angle I have on it? Yes. It's the actual shape of the object that is kind of messing with your head a little bit. It's something about the shape that is familiar, but it's hard to put a finger on. Hey, Olivier. Have you ever seen anything like this before? Like what? This? I don't know, like the weird heart? You're, you're like Edgar Allan Poe, right? He is pretty incredible, <laughs> but he's never written shit like this. That's two successes. I don't know what's up with me today. Uh, Olivia, you're looking at it. That shape is familiar. You look at the individual pieces, and it looks like the individual pieces of this giant rock are in the exact same sequence. Like, they look exactly the same as the larger piece itself. So these smaller pieces of this exact shape are making up this bigger piece. Fractal? Exactly. But it looks exactly like the shape of the stand inside of the lead box for Project Eraserhead. Holy shit. Wait, no, I have seen this before. Shit, you, you remember we were at Mr. McPherson's? It, this, it looks like the inside of the box, the other one. The other decommissioned thing. Oh, like the stick thingy. Help me. Fuck it, hell. You turn around as you see someone standing in the doorway. I, I shoot! shoot. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Make body move rolls. One for me. <laughs> I got three fives, but nothing. Uh, the curse. Okay. Jenny, you... <laughs> impacts into the wall as you, ba as you, Olivier, shoot as it impacts into the torso. <laughs> as it shakes, you watch as... This long, almost snake-like appendage out the back of this river flesh follows behind back this android as it all quivers and shakes, hitting the ground as all of the muscles out the back are also twitching and convulsing and twisting before the entire android is yanked out like a tentacle out of the room. As you hear, oh, fuck! What? As you look over and you can see, uh, as you can see from where Runaway, Friend, and Ruin are, as Ruin, one hand on a detonator, one hand caught in a thick mound of red flesh goes, God, shit, as Friend's like, no, 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 buddy, buddy, it's okay, it's okay. Oh, everything's going to shit, everything's going to shit. Help me. Guys, Olivia, help me up. Olivia, help, help me up. Me. Okay, I, I help up Jenny. We need to move. As Ruin pulls out his hand, the black tendrils of this river flesh connect oh, up and through good. the sides of his no, neck no, 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 as no, he no, grabs friend by the throat. No, 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 no
No, not friend. No! Oh. Me. As the tendrils go I... in, as he... Oh, as shit. Fuck me. Friend's head snaps backwards. Runaway looks to you all. Run. Uh, before throwing you something. I, can't, I catch it? We catch it? You catch... As you can see, a detonator in your hand. Take care of it, kid. Before Runaway turns. Oh my god. As Ruin just... Help me. Help me. This is going to be our last tango, friend. Baxter, Kit! We gotta go! I, I, Jetty, I kind of motion for you to like get on my back like a piggyback style. Uh, as Kit and Baxter, you race out the doors. I grab one of the chemicals corked, and I take all the papers. Okay. And I put you it in my backpack. I hold the chemical. I grab Bunsen burner. Okay, you grab the Bunsen burner. As the two of you race out, Kit, as you look across towards uh, Ruin, friend gone on the ground, and uh, to run away, you clock over to the side where Olivier saw the tunnel of rooms above it holding cells uh, we're gonna go this way trust me and i run over that towards there what what i don't know i just think it's gonna be interesting well, oh my god okay hold on gang i don't really know if my theory is correct Fine. but if it is this is gonna be weird uh <laughs> Do are uh, very quickly. Are there any? Are, is it only like a single charge on the on the taser guns? Uh, no, but it does require time to charge. Okay, so I wouldn't be able like as we're running try to get ruin. Uh, no, you would need a different gun. Fair enough. Okay, then we go. <laughs> Race over and Olivia. Just as you are the last person to get into the room, you see. As you look over towards the doorway, another familiar form. Help me. As that same android has returned, seems to be moving in the room. Uh, as you guys pass into this doorway, Kit, you are running full tilt. As you immediately see the the numbers one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. As you race through, and you stop, and you look inside the cells, skeletons. Five. Four. Small. Humanoid. The fifth. Tall. Probably adult. Uh, do I see anything else in the cells? Like, there's no... I, there wouldn't be. Great. Wouldn't Why'd you bring cells. us here? We're trapped. Because! Because I thought there would be something cool because you guys... Oh, I don't know if I should... We got... No, no, no. We have to fight first. Okay, uh, Kit charges back and I want to, like, chase... Uh, Kit, you... Turn back to run as you hit something. You oh, son of a stumble backwards slightly and trip over yourself. As you open your eyes and there's a door in front of you. As you look down, you're in a holding cell. You look over to the other side and you see Olivier flicking. Before Olivier, you, you turn as you hear, help me, as you are thrown backwards, impact into a wall. Baxter, you reach for the chemical, go to reach back and throw before you hear a, as you toss off to the side. Jenny, you, you go to, essentially, 
try to drag your your leg along with you as you turn back as the two figures are there ruin and this other android help us help us help us seem to be walking close walking forward as you drop onto your back trying to like skitter backwards you feel something drop <laughs> as you hit the back of this wall and look out and watch as your series of bones scattered into this hallway as you see each other looking inwards as you watch as the bones flicker that same gray flicker that you saw from the poster from the button before you're seeing yourself in double you are looking at yourself both inside and outside of the holding cell you are simultaneously in two places at once as you see yourself you just see the other one looking towards you help me which point you hear a as you go to reach your hand up you hear a distant not today you fucks as the hallway ignites in flame as the heat from the blast incinerates the one the version of you in the hallway as all four of you simultaneously feel this drop as each of you feel yourselves open your eyes you look around you look to each other as you are outside the loop no river flesh no nothing just a very familiar 1985 three towers looking down at you ominously as that is where we're going to end off this session. Whoa! Uh, we now get jump into the point of uh, the XP gain for uh, this session. Uh, here we go. First question, did you participate? Yes. Second question, have you been in trouble because of your problem or your relationships? Yeah, in that last bit specifically. Well, especially our relationship to Hope, I mean. Oh, I hadn't even considered that. Yeah. Well, because we wouldn't have gone there if Hope hadn't asked us to. Question three, did you use or struggle with your pride? What's the right thing to do? Do I tell my friends that I saw our dead bodies? Or... I think they all saw our dead bodies, so. Number four, did you put yourself at risk for the other kids? <laughs> and number five, have you learned something new? Not right. Not, not right. I feel like I knew everything. <laughs> yeah, if you can help it, don't get killed by a flesh robot. With all that being the case, is there anything people would like to plug? Um, as per usual, I'm going to plug October Jones and Fish with Legs, uh, a fantasy adventure podcast uh, that numerous people on this podcast have been a part of. Uh, Lizzie basically runs the thing. It is the narrator. Uh, I do the music, for the original music for it, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Tyson and Adam have appeared as voices. Perhaps Grayson, one of these days, will show up as well. Yeah, it's in the season two's of the works. No spoilers. 
aside from that, um, I'm just going to plug um, doing a winter sport. Uh, this weekend I went out and did some skating, which was way better than like, you know, you're always like, oh, I'm going to go outside. I need to go outside, you know, stupid little walk for your stupid mental health. Uh, and going on a walk is fine, but like actually like moving your body in a different way, if you can, if you have some time for it, uh, and if you have that kind of skill available to you, uh, it takes that extra leap to do, but I really, really recommend it. It was like the best part of my weekend. Nice. I like skating. It's been a couple of years. Um, I'm going to plug Jack Lecoq. It's a fried chicken restaurant. Um, so cook like, like chicken in, in French. Yeah. C-O-Q. Um, it's pretty tasty. There's a couple locations now throughout Montreal. Um, so if you're looking for some fried chicken, you should try it out. They've got very edgy branding. Yeah, so uh, I know exactly what I want to say. <laughs> and it is that I would like to I'd like to bring up the idea of finding pleasure and fun in uncomfortable things, in funny things. Somebody was kind of hating on me for this earlier. Like, uh, like people who really, like, think snails are cute. I don't think snails are cute, but I really enjoy the weirdness of snails. Like, I know somebody... Anyway, uh, like, I just think that weird things... We can have fun with that as long as it's not, like, pain. That's fine. And being comfortable with being uncomfortable, you should be okay with having fun. Because otherwise, we're just gonna not have fun. And that's been on my mind. Being uncomfortable in a, in a safe way is okay. My plug is going to be more of a eulogy uh, related to uh, what we uh, just spoke about. Um, <laughs> I would like to uh, I would like to bid a fond farewell to uh, Quebec's Taco Bell locations. Uh, Taco Bell announced that they're pulling out of Quebec for unrelated, unspecified reasons. Uh, as many know, most Taco Bells in this city, in most cities, were paired with KFCs, which is why I find this is a very relevant transition. Uh, so I had one up the road for me. They were absolute trash. It was a horrible location. It remains a horrible KFC location, but I will miss it dearly. No no more Doritos Locos Tacos. No more Crunchwrap Supremes. No more Naked Chicken Chalupas. They're gone now. According to the article I read, the closest one that you can get to now from the Montreal Metropolis is in Hawkesbury, Ontario, which is an hour and a half away, which is a place I have spent frequent time in because uh, I uh, briefly, on a show I was working on, we were in Montebello, and they put me up at a motel in Hawkesbury because I was very low on the totem pole. So I spent a little time in Hawkesbury, and there's nothing to do there. Shout out to Hawkesbury, I'm going to plug Hawkesbury, Ontario. They got a really great Walmart that's open till like ten thirty at night. They got uh, I don't remember where I play I stayed. It was like Olivia's Motel or something, and it's got like a restaurant attached to it. Um, they had the McDonald's drive-through closed at like nine p.m. because I guess they just can't afford to have it open. I was like, I'm gonna go get food, and it was like nine thirty, and there was just like nobody. I like sat at the drive. I'm like, oh, so this is just closed, huh? And I went to the Tim Hortons there, and the guy just started, like, the A didn't have half the menu, and then the guy, like, asked me about the weather outside, and I was like, have you not left this building? He's like, I have not. I was like, this is depressing. Um, so go check out Hawkesbury, Ontario for all your Taco Bell needs and support their economy, because I think they really, they really need, and just, like, ask people how their day is. Yeah. 
Tell them how the weather is. If you enjoy those damn kids, uh, make sure to check us out on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, if you like this series, make sure to check out Montreal by Night, uh, which is a past series that we did uh, of Vampire the Masquerade. It's a whole lot of fun. It uh, also includes uh, Alexander Cruz, who was in this podcast in our prior series. Uh, so make sure to check that out. Uh, get all your board game news from thebagofloot.com and all your board game needs from threekingsloot.com. And that's uh, all for us here. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. 